Praise the Lord. Welcome to the broadcast today. We're having our Romans teaching and we're in chapter 1. This is our seventh session and uh, I'm just excited to be uh, hearing God's Word, looking at, studying God's Word as it is in truth. That means as it pertains to Christ Jesus who is our truth and what He did at the cross so that He could be our applicable truth, experiential truth. And that's the way God intended us as children of God to live by the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us, Galatians 2.20. But yet remember, our faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10.17. So that those two scriptures tell us if it's by faith we live and it's by faith that comes from hearing the word of God, it must be in the context of Jesus Christ and what he there did at Calvary for that was the faith in which he tasted death by the grace of God for all of us. So they must never be separated. You cannot separate the word of God from the context of the living word of God who is Christ Jesus. And the letter to the Roman church uh, was written actually uh, during Paul's third visit uh, to Corinth. And, and, and it's such a precious letter written to uh, the believers in Rome uh, that was to a church. Paul didn't start, but he, he couldn't wait to get there. And, and, and how precious is this that the Holy Spirit would send through Paul, the apostle, a letter to the church in Rome before Paul could could plan on being there one day and, and hopefully be there and, and share these truths that they would have written to them before he ever got there. And that was the intention. But I'm telling you, the Lord used Paul. Can I say this to you today that our focus, of course, is Jesus Christ and being in a relationship and a continual flow of grace to be in fellowship with Him, to learn Him, to uh, be blessed by Him, to be used by Him. But, you know, Paul, the apostle, his focus was traveling around and starting churches, not just traveling around, but starting churches, planting pastors and places. And, and even when he would have time he would have to spend in prison, he would still be writing letters to the churches. We're to be faithful to the household of God, the house of faith first. And from that, all things flow. From the, you can take scripture and you can twist it to make it whatever you want to say. But if you look at the Apostle Paul, who wasn't just somebody, but was the very example of ministry, the very example of evangelism. And evangelism was Paul the Apostle going out, declaring the truth, giving what God had given him, even if it came to writing letters when he couldn't be there, to the church. Our focus is to the church. And from what God's called us to do as a part of the functioning body of Christ, which is the church today, out from that place of planting, place of functioning, that's right, a local church, from that will flow all that God has called us to do. Apart from that, it's just us. We need to understand that. And Paul here, he writes to... 
the church in Rome, and I believe that we're down here and uh, somewhere around verse 6, I think, is where we were. But let's back up to verse 5 and, and talk just for a moment uh, about this verse 5 before we move into verse 6, where Paul says, By whom, speaking of the Son of God, Jesus Christ, we have received grace and apostleship. And last week we brought out how that it's first grace, then the mission. And the, and the grace, we have to guard our hearts with all diligence for out of our hearts, the book of Proverbs says, come all the issues of our life. She's not to blame. He's not to blame. They're not, all our issues come out of our heart. And it's not that people don't say things and do things wrong, but God is looking at us. More importantly, the focus is how we will deal with the situations. Really, even before that, how we will deal with the victory that was afforded us at Calvary in Christ Jesus. So first grace, which is making sure our faith remains in the cross so that God's grace can continually flow in our lives, which is God working and doing that which needs to be done in and through our lives, even in the apostleship, evangelist, the teacher, the pastor, the prophet, whoever, the administrator, whatever our giftings are, first grace, then mission. As long as we're maintaining that place of faith in the sacrifice of Christ, the mission will be that which the Holy Spirit is working in us. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. And we need to remember that because I believe all Christians at some point get off track and it just becomes us. In Galatians 1 and 6 and Galatians 5, 1 through 4, bear that out. Even Revelations chapter 2, verses 1 through 5, bear that out. That we can just be going through the motions, yes, doing that which God's called us to do, but it's just us without the Holy Spirit. Amen. And that is a very possibility. Those scriptures I just gave you, they bear that out. But he says, for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name's sake. And can I bring out two points today about obedience? Watch this. For obedience to the faith. Because of obedience to the faith, Jesus Christ, we have now been given a measure of faith. And we have been, watch this, Romans 6 teaches that we... When we believed that form of doctrine, the Holy Spirit wrote it that we obeyed that form of doctrine. We became obedient before we did a single work, before the Holy Spirit worked through us and did any type of ministerial work, any work of any type. The work of Jesus was manifest in our hearts by faith in Him. What He did at Calvary and God declared that we obeyed that form of doctrine. See, when your faith is in the cross, God says obedient, declares you obedient. And then the Holy Spirit can lead you into the very functional part of the body of Christ He's called you to be where He can work through you now. And it's not just you trying and struggling and and working hard to make things right. It's Him. While you're resting in that finished work, He's working through you. But the Bible says... Talking about Jesus Christ, by whom we've received grace and apostleship. Amen. For obedience to the faith, because of Christ's obedience to the faith, we now live by that same faith, Galatians 2.20 once again. Never forget that. But the mission is also to see that many come to obedience to the faith. Because he says, among all nations, for his namesake. 
Paul's mission was to bring many into the obedience of the faith, which is the faith of the Son of God. That's why Paul preached the preaching of the cross is the power of God. Amen. We preach Christ crucified. The message of the cross is what makes people obedient in God's eyes, not what they're doing. Our our being obedient with God is only seen in our faith in the cross. God sees us as obedient. And then God sees the works that are taking place, the very acts and movement of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Who is God? Can I remind you that Jesus is the first, He's the last, and He said we can do nothing without Him. Everything that's being done is being done with Him. That means through Him. That means by the Spirit because of our faith in His sacrifice. Grace is functioning. And, and, and we always have to bring this up. Grace is not just a poof, a cloud of something magical, mystical God has put in you or covered you with until He comes for you. Grace is God at work. We're saved by grace. God saved us through the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. We're taught by grace. Titus chapter 2 verses 11 and 12. Grace teaches us to abstain from ungodliness, the world. And and it also uh, teaches us to look for that blessed hope, the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ. Grace is God at work. And when our faith stays, remains, is planted in that which He provided at Calvary alone, then He is allowed to continue to work the works of Jesus Christ through us. But the things we're doing, we do by the Spirit, or it's just us. Amen. We need to know those things. Grace is God's unmerited favor and the goodness of God toward the undeserving. Yes, it is. But you need to remember God's grace is God at work and we can frustrate. And the word frustrate, you don't hear it taught very much. But when you look up frustrating the grace of God, that means there's a denial of it, a rejection of it because we are wanting to do it our way and we're wanting to make it happen ourselves. And we can't make the will of God happen. We can allow the will of God to happen if we allow the Holy Spirit to work, which is God's grace functioning in our lives. And that only happens, my friend, through our faith remaining in the cross. And I have to always bring this up because it brings us back to a place of reality. Galatians 1.6 says, I can remove myself from him. Galatians 5, 1 through 4 says that I can fall from grace. Didn't mean I lose my soul, but it means I fall from the place God works, which is what? Grace. And it says there in those scriptures, Galatians 5, 1 through 4, that I can remove myself from Him, fall from grace, and walk in a place where Christ no longer profits me and affects me. Think about that. You never hear that taught. You never hear that preached. And if you do, it's, it's, it's rare. You don't hear, all you hear by Christians, including me for years, is God will never leave me. He'll never forsake me. And then we live miserable Christian lives. Our calling was to the obedience of faith. Amen. That's faith in Christ. And not only was it just for me, but it's to flow through me. Watch this. Let's read it again. Verse 5, Romans 1. By whom we have received grace and apostleship, Jesus Christ, through his death, 
Not just grace that saves, but grace that calls into ministry. Grace that continues. That same grace that saves is the same grace that will function in ministry or it will not be the Holy Spirit. And it's for obedience to the faith. It's because of obedience to the faith. Christ obeying His heavenly Father, laying His life down, tasting death by the grace of God for all men. Hebrews 2 and 9 tells us that, that Jesus Christ, by the grace of God, what God was doing in Him, hallelujah, by the work of His Spirit, mm, tasted death for all men. Glory to God. That's the only avenue by which grace flows into our life for salvation initially, for daily salvation relevant to sanctification daily, taking up our cross daily, hallelujah, and for ministry. Outside of that flow, it's just us without Christ affecting us, profiting us, grace flowing in and through us. So we see here in verse 5 that it's us, it is. And it's for us to express through us for all nations. Hallelujah. For my work co-workers, for my family members, for my friends, for, for, for everywhere I go, this is the expression of those who are called to ministry. It doesn't matter which of the five-fold gifts you are, or even if you're an administrator, if you're the church secretary, if you're a mother, father, husband, wife. It is the flow of grace for obedience to the faith for all nations. That means for all to see. You see, and I hope you do see this, more and more as we move along in the Scriptures, as they're written in truth, that means about Jesus in the context of Him and what He did at Calvary, that God doesn't just do something for you. Oh, He does for you, but everything He does for you is for the body of Christ. Because you're you're just a part, and I don't want to say that in a demeaning way, but you are a part of the body of Christ. So whatever God is doing for you is going to affect the whole body. It should. It should. The people you go to church with, the way you come to church is going to have an effect on the whole congregation that day. Amen. Amen. Look, I've got about eight stitches in my hand right now from surgery this past week. And I'm telling you, that little thing right there has affected this whole body of mine. I'm telling you, you can't use your right hand. Well, that changes everything. Doesn't mean you can't function, but it means you can't function like you were functioning. Things change. Praise God. Amen. So what the Lord is doing in me is for me. But it's for His will also to flow through me to be an edification, exhortation, a blessing, a comfort, encouragement, strength to the whole body of Christ. You understand that? The whole body of Christ. Iron sharpens iron. Two are better than one. Hallelujah. A three-cord rope's better than one strand. Hallelujah. Praise God. We're, we're, we're made as the body of Christ to be in unity. And this thing we have, it's for the whole nations for the sake of the Lord's name. Amen. Can I say something about the body of Christ today? To you that's very important. The Lord laid this on my heart just last night and early this morning. I hope that the Lord pours out His Spirit in my lifetime in such a way that 
the healings that take place, the miracles that take place that we read about in the book of Acts will begin to take place with that'll make that look like what it was, the former rain, and, and bring into, into our lives this latter rain where we see things that Jesus said, if you have faith in me, the works I've done, you'll even do greater works than that. Uh, more because there's more of the body of Christ. When Jesus was on the earth, he worked miracles and he gave a few power to work miracles. But now his body is all over the earth. But whether or not that happens in my life, guess what? If Jesus tarries another 30 years, I hope he don't, I don't believe he will, but if he tarries another 30, 50 years, that's still a part of the body that I'm attached to. And I just want the miracles and the healings to take place. I'm thankful for all that God has done through His church in this church age in the past. I'm looking for it to happen on this very day in my life and my journey through this time I've been given by God to represent Him through His Son, Jesus Christ. But if what I am believing for, if what I see in the book of Acts, even though I'm believing for it to happen every single day, I'm looking for it. If it doesn't happen years from now, that's still me there. That's still a part of the body of Christ I'm attached to. I'm just wanting to see it. Hallelujah. I'm just wanting to experience it as the body of Christ. And my point is this. You're a part of the body of Christ that's functioning today. And this call that was on Paul's life is to some great degree upon our lives. It's to carry this message of grace that causes and brings about an obedience to the faith, salvation and sanctification and being filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues and living in victory. Hallelujah. That's for me. But it's also for the body of Christ. And I should function in a place. That should be one of my greatest concerns is to be an encouragement, an example, and a blessing to the body of Christ. To become a pillar in the church of Jesus Christ. Not so I can be something because I'm not here to be something other than a vessel and a channel for the message of grace to flow through. Amen. Praise God. Listen, the declaration of the Holy Spirit as we've seen in verse 4 was not that Curtis is this and you are that. It's that Jesus Christ was declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. When we live in resurrection power, which can only happen, I don't care what anybody says, They're ignorant and unknowing of the truth if they disagree. The only place resurrection power is experienced by the believer is if their faith has not moved from Calvary. And believe me, my friends, 99.9% of the church's faith has moved from the cross because that's not what's being preached. And all sorts of things are being preached that we put our faith in. Even the Word of God outside of faith in the cross will move you from the place where grace can function in your life. The Word of God cannot take place in your life, cannot be fulfilled in as the will of God for your life if your faith is not in the cross. And it makes no difference if it's in ignorance. God does not wink at ignorance anymore, but commands men everywhere to acknowledge the truth that He might grant 
repentance. 2 Timothy 2, 24-26 desperately need to know that Scripture. That God gives repentance only upon us acknowledging the truth. Amen. Hallelujah. That's very important, my friend. When I was off track and out there focused on money and focused on this, oh, every once in a while talking about the blood and the cross and the name Jesus, but the answer was, I was not preaching that as the answer for victory. And we had to go through horrible things in one day after losing house, land, vehicles, bankruptcy, horrible things happening, relationships torn and severed, all kind, even family uh, uh, relationships becoming what they weren't at one time and, and what they should be. They were torn. I had to get to the place where I was hearing truth again. The Word of God as it is in truth, 1 Thessalonians 2.13, so that I could believe the Word of God as it is in truth, drawing me back to faith in grace, faith in the cross, and then the Holy Spirit who was attempting to teach me that when I accepted that, became subject to that, humbled myself and received that and acknowledged that all that I'd been teaching was not the truth for sanctification. Then God moved in my life. God moved in my life and began to change me. Hallelujah. He brought me back to the place of obedience. Not because of what I was doing, but but now because of what I was believing. Obedience of the faith. Obedience to the faith among all nations for His namesake. What does that mean? For the Lord's namesake, for His namesake. To rep, to you, for you and me, we can live our lives led by the Holy Spirit through faith in the sacrifice of Christ in such a way that the Holy Spirit daily declares that Jesus is the Son of God with power in our lives by this resurrection power that we're living. We're living as resurrected people, the people of God. And it's all to show the power of the name of Jesus. It's not a denomination. It's not a preacher. It's not psychology. It's the death of Jesus that was the climax of His ministry. Because there He was identified with you and brought you into identification with Him in His death. Romans 6.3 Know you not? Don't you know? that all that have been baptized into Christ, placed in Christ, immersed into Christ, not water baptism, have been baptized, immersed into His death. Death. There's where God says, obedient. When Jesus obeyed unto death, and He saw His Son dying as an act of obedience to Him. And He also that day saw not only His Son dying for you, He saw you being crucified with Him. Such identification, such a perfect sacrifice, a legal work that God said, I see my Son's obedience and I also see the obedience of all who will believe in Him. Not because of what they will do, but because their faith in His obedience. 
You see, everything is about Jesus. It's His faith we live by, Galatians 2.20. It's the grace that He tasted death by that's been ushered into our lives and saved us. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. When we say it's all about Jesus... We mean it's all about Jesus. And I know we think we know more now than ever before, but I got news for you. As the days come along in our lives, we're going to learn more and more about what that means, that it is all about Jesus. Oh, all about Jesus. He's creator. He's Lord and Savior. He's he's restorer of all things. He's the judge. Hallelujah. He is the one who lives within us by His Spirit. He is the Son of the Father. Hallelujah. He is the Redeemer of all mankind. He's the one that came and walked this earth being led by the Spirit of God, Jesus, anointed by God, oh, with the Holy Spirit to teach and to do all that He did. Did you get that? He is your representative man. That's why His expression through you can only happen through your faith in the cross. Nothing else. That's what got you in. Amen. Saved by grace through faith. And first, that's Ephesians 2 and 8. And 1 Peter 1 5 says, We're kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. This salvation that began in us when we believed continues to work in us by the Spirit of God as long as our faith remains in where the flow comes from. Where the flow comes from is from heaven through the sacrifice. Mm. The river of God could not begin to flow into humanity except the blood of Jesus shed first and Him also be seated at the right hand of the Father because the book of Revelation says the river of life that flows from heaven flows from the throne of God and of the Lamb. There was no river until the Lamb had been slain, buried, risen, and seated at the right hand of the Father. And today, because of that, He's been given a name above every name. Hallelujah. And it's that name we magnify. It's that name we glorify God with. Hallelujah. Outside of the understanding that that name cannot be separated from the sacrifice. You need to know that. That name is the name above every name because He obeyed fully. Hallelujah. He's exalted above all things because he obeyed fully. That's what God was looking for. A man to obey without disobeying. A full life of obedience. Hallelujah. Coming to take our sin upon him. God found that man in his son, Jesus Christ. The man, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Fully man and fully God, but never operating as God, but as a man led by the Spirit. And let me remind you, he is our example. He was led by the Spirit, lived by faith and grace, And that faith and grace led him to the cross. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That faith and grace will lead us to the cross for salvation and to follow Jesus daily, which he said will require that daily cross, that denial of what everybody else is telling me. 
but that my faith comes by hearing the Word of God that points me to the living Word of God and what He did for me on that cross. And I can now represent Jesus through this life He's given me to be a vessel and a channel, to be a, 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 a mouthpiece to the world of what God has done in His Son Jesus Christ to save them from their sins and to find a wayward church venturing back to their first love, back to obedience to the faith by grace that only flows daily from that throne of heaven. You can go to the throne and get grace and help in your time of need. That means God will once again work on your behalf if you come by faith in the blood alone. Faith in the blood alone. Faith in the blood alone, I can't say it enough, when we mix the purpose-driven, we mix the government of 12, when we mix all these things, God sees that as disobedience and a declaration by us that the cross just wasn't really finished. It just wasn't really enough. But Jesus declared something from the cross you and I need to learn more about. It is finished. Hebrews tells us in chapter 4, I believe that the works of God were finished from the foundation of the world. How could that be when Jesus would just declare it from the cross some 4,000 years later after the foundation of the world? Because the Lamb was slain in the plan of God, the mind of God, from before the foundation of the world. Jesus showed up and declared It is finished. It is finished. And all we're called to do, my friends, is to walk in what's already finished. Just to follow the leading of our head. And His name's Jesus. I hope you'll tune in every week. Avail yourself to these teachings. They're on my YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. You'll find these and many more there if you'll just avail yourself to them. Crossway Church services every Sunday morning at 10 a.m., Wednesday nights at 640. Live, streamed live for you. I pray God would bring you back to hearing His Word in truth so that He can effectually work that liberating truth into your heart. I'll see you again next week with our Romans teaching. God bless you.